0: are we doing this really wait for it are we doing this wait for it wow what the fuck WTF. and it's also eh, what the fuck what's wrong with me it's time for wtf what the fuck with mark Maron. all right let's do this how are you what the fuckers what the fuck buddies what the fucking ears what the fuck nicks what the fucking nuts what the fucking thanksgiving is over it's over i'm out how are you? This is Mark Marin. This is WTF. I am back at the Cat Ranch in Highland Park. First off, on the show today, comedy's golden boy, Aziz Ansari, in the garage. We're going to talk to Aziz. He's definitely a force to be reckoned with, so let's see if we can uh, have a nice conversation. Looking forward to that. Oh, how about a little of this, a little post-Thanksgiving? <sighs> Pow! I just shit my pants. I did. I did. That's a sign of the end of Thanksgiving. JustCoffee.coop, available at WTFPod.com or at JustCoffee.coop. I'd like to thank Katie from Cat Fancy Magazine, a fan who sent me a shirt that says, Not Your Average Cat Lady. I thought it would be a cute shirt to wear. I didn't know it would be a woman's shirt. Should have figured that out. Not sure whether or not I'm going to be able to wear it. It's unclear to me. But uh, I do appreciate the, uh, the gesture. I wanted the shirt, and now I got the shirt. So let's get to it, folks. How was your Thanksgiving? Mine, fine. Thank you for asking. Enough said. Right. Enough said. My Thanksgiving was interesting as usual. It was very well-paced. Went down there with good intentions. Didn't lose my shit. Brought Jessica down to meet the chaos, to meet the core, the vortex, the spiraling, uh, ungrounded, emotional fiesta that is my family. I mean it's not as daunting as you might think. i I, I went down, I went to my mother's uh, house in Hollywood, Florida. As some of you know, I've grown to enjoy Florida. It seems like a a fine place to go at the end of your life or at the end of your rope or when you just you've just you're ready to to throw it all in. All the chips are on the table. This is what I got. What do you got? Very interesting place. but okay, Thanksgiving went as follows. I did my thing. I went food shopping. I cooked for like twenty two people. Got the turkey going. Got the sweet potatoes going. Got the mashed potatoes going. Got the stuffing, the special stuffing going. Got everything going. Timed it out perfectly. No panic whatsoever. No drama. Very little drama. Actually made a little time to actually connect with some of my family. Talk to the kids. My little nephews. And they're not nephews, are they? What are they? Second cousins? My cousin's kids? Are they second cousins once removed? Or second cousins? Or my cousin's kids? I don't know. Whatever the, the hell you want to call them. Made a little time for everyone. It was very pleasant. I, I, I'm sad to say I have no real reportage here. Nothing went that awry. My my mother's boyfriend was irritating and annoying, but he's a very pleasant guy. My mother uh, was not annoying. Uh, I think it was because I left right at that point. You know the point where you're like, I- I'm about to tip. I'm about to regress and fight the fight that I've fought my entire life against this woman, and I'm about to engage again. And I decided... Don't do that. Fight with your girlfriend instead. That's a good idea. Jess and I were doing fine, two or three days. Then something went wrong. I misunderstood something. Uh something was said casually that ended up in a, in a very a fairly long dramatic fight where we both ended up outside uh trying to talk her down. It was very exciting. Uh, we've got bug bite scars to show. It's interesting when you're actually in a fight in Florida outdoors where you have to say, look, can we just can we take the crying and yelling inside? Because I'm getting bitten up. Are you getting bitten up? I mean, can't we just take it inside? But it was fine. Everything was good. But as I said, here, here's the, the, the normal things happen. We make this amazing dinner and immediately after dinner, my mother starts throwing things away. Throwing full, you know, tubs of gravy, uh, you know, pieces of turkey, uh, stuffing in the garbage. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold up! We're gonna be here another day. We might want to eat this. All right, so we say we salvaged some of that. Oh, one of the key moments of inappropriateness came. Uh, my mother's boyfriend John had uh, hired a couple of, uh, I believe they were Colombian, a man and a woman, to to clean up as dinner went along and to, to serve some drinks. Fine. So uh, we're cleaning up. They're cleaning up. Dinner's over. Uh, my mother picks up this. Yeah, this this turkey carcass, there was nothing left, no meat on it or anything. And and turns to the woman who I believe is Colombian and says, do you want to take this home? The woman, of course, looked confused. My mother said, for soup, do you make the soup with it. Now, I, I, I think it was a little bit of racial insensitivity. Apparently, my mother had had some experience with a, a woman who took a turkey carcass home to make soup with. But I found it to be you know just short of saying, don't you people use these things? There was a standard Jewish parade at uh, at the uh, at the Thanksgiving. I, I can't say that uh, that after a certain point it got a little uh, I got a little exhausted. I wanted to relax. I did go into the ocean. We took a walk on the boardwalk in Hollywood with the many Germans and French Canadians that that seemed to come there. Uh, we picked up some shells because you have to pick up shells. We we looked at the shells. You know, I don't know. Does somebody come along in the morning and get all the good shells? Are there such a thing? As good shells anymore. You know, you see shells in the gift shop and you wonder, is there a special farm for good shells? Because we were there and we, we, we thoroughly went through the sand. And not, not one complete whole shell that I could listen to or say, this is fucking amazing. You settle for cute shells and pieces of shells, pieces of glass. You sort through the garbage. Portuguese men of war, whatever. But someone's taking the good shells. I want to know who the fuck it is. If I go to Florida, there's no reason I can't get a nice shell. One nice shell. You find one nice shell, maybe two nice shells in a lifetime. Then you hold on to it. You're like, I found this when I was seven. That was the last time I saw a fucking good shell. Everything has changed. The shells are going away. You never hear that. What's happening to the good shells? Who's stealing the shells? Is it because the ocean is dying and no, no, no little shell creature is living that long? I don't fucking know, but I get very disappointed. I get frustrating. I get frustrated, and then I start thinking, you know what? This is, it's a ripoff because someone came before us and took all the fucking good shells, and that's bullshit. It's unfair. I'm, I'm, I'm copying a resentment towards this mythological shell-stealing fuck that I've made up in my head that gets there and ruins the fun for children of all ages, myself included, to find one good shell, not one. I did go in the water, and I was able to stay in for probably eight or nine minutes before panic set in, and uh, I saw another mythological creature, the, 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 the shark just beneath the surface. That, that you don't see the dorsal fin, the fin, but you know it's working there. That In my mind, I go into the ocean just 10 feet away. There are sea monsters. I mean, large beasts, things you only saw pictures of. You know, the things that you see like the serpent wrapped around the boat before people knew that that was impossible. Who are those, though? I still don't know it's not possible that there's something that size working there. I can't go into a fucking pool at night. That's how I am. Jaws fucked me up. All right, so the morning after Thanksgiving, then the real throwing away festival begins. We, we couldn't even, we barely got a meal in before my mother started throwing everything in the garbage disposal. Everything goes right down the garbage disposal. And then I, I tweeted that because I'm an idiot. And then people were saying, "Well, why does it? Make, what about homeless people? What are you going to show up with homeless people, seeing if they'll make soup out of a fucking picked-over turkey carcass? You're going to show up at a homeless shelter with a Tupperware container full of half-filled with gravy that's three days old? I don't think they're going to take that. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I, you know, I I had a nice time. I think if I would have stayed longer, there would have been a little more drama. But most of the uh, the three days were there were spent cooking." Uh, were were spent with my mother preemptively saying like, do you have everything, like expecting something to happen? And then with her boyfriend, completely obsessed over whether or not he made the right decision with the refrigerator that he was going to buy for cheap. You know, insisting, you know, it's like he he thought it was a good deal and then maybe it's not a good deal and then got him on Consumer Reports and over and over again with that, we got the wrong refrigerator, we're fucked. I don't know if it's a Jewish thing, but as soon as you make a, a shopping decision, as soon as you decide to buy something, within seconds, before you even actually purchase it, you're like, I, I got the shit one. It's the same with the shells. Someone's taking all the good refrigerators and all the good shells. And I don't even know if they have refrigerator boxes anymore for people to live in if that's necessary. Shells, refrigerator boxes, refrigerators. Something's going on. Something is going on. But I was grateful. I am getting to an age where I'm just happy that these people are alive I got to see my family. Uh, I'm grateful that they're still alive. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to go back and at least for three days believe in my mind that I'm not going to be like that. That's what Thanksgiving's for, is for you to lie to yourself, you know, for long enough. I think this is the way it usually happens. You go and you're like, I'm never going to be like these people. I've got a few of their traits. You know, I have some similarities, but I'm not going to be this bad. And then ultimately what happens is that they pass on, and then you lose track for the you know five or ten years, and then you're like them, but you no longer have a point of reference, so you don't really know it. You just sit around going, "Thank God I didn't I didn't end up like them." Am I right? You're not going to eat this, right? Let's just throw it down the disposal. What the hell kind of refrigerator is this? I can't. Why did I buy this? But see, your point of references are gone because you can't go visit them anymore, and then it just it goes on and on like that, generation after generation after generation, people. Unhappy with refrigerators. Unable to find shells. Do you put stuff on a on a hard drive though? No, I
1: just use a time machine.
0: So you don't? Oh yeah. See, like a lot of times, I'll put like depending on how freaked out I am, I'll put it on two separate different hard drives. You can stick those those cans on, and move that thing to your face. Check 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 one two Aziz Ansari in the uh, in the garage here at the cat ranch with computer problems. So what, what'd you lose?
1: Wait, real quick, is, is it really, did you say cat ranch? I'm allergic to cats. They're not in here. Okay, good. Uh, you
0: should be okay. They're okay. in my house.
1: If, if a cat wanders in, I'll be dead in like a minute.
0: Oh, that bad? No. no, no. <laughs> I don't think that
1: exists. That would be a horrible thing. Like the chances of running into a cat uh, are so high, <laughs> you'd be dead very quickly. Well, people
0: with those nut allergies, man, they can go down. Like people with almond allergies or peanut allergies, their throats swell up. It's fucking awful.
1: Oh, my God.
0: That's why you see all those panicky labels of like, you know, we don't know if there was peanuts involved here. Have you ever seen those? Like there, this was this was made in an area where there may be peanuts.
1: There may, a peanut may have been hanging out here <laughs> yeah. a few years back before we opened up the spot. <laughs> so we're not responsible. We're warning <laughs> you.
0: There may have been peanuts here. <laughs> so you have cat allergies, man. Yeah. Is that the only one?
1: Uh, it's cats and, uh, and hazelnuts. No. Hazelnuts, you Are know. you serious? So you've got a nut one. Yeah, just just hazelnuts, though. Like, I'll eat I almonds and all that stuff, but, you know, I, I, and even that, it's like, it's not even, like, a big allergy. It's like, if I eat, like, Nutella, like, I have, like, the sniffles for the rest of the day. It's like, oh, not, so it's not, not a huge deal. It's not, no. like,
0: <laughs> life-threatening?
1: Yeah, so if I was, like, really into hazelnuts, I could still have it and just pay the price a little bit. Well, but thank God. It's not like one of those, oh, you know, he had a... Uh, you know, he had a grape and he died. Oh yeah, type situations.
0: Hazelnuts. So of all fucking things, I don't even know what. A, I'm not even sure I've. E- have, I don't know if I've eaten a hazelnut. That's Nutella.
1: Hazelnuts and Nutella and and certain desserts.
0: Oh okay. Well, there's not. That's not going to happen.
1: Hazelnut. Oh like yeah.
0: That. He's in the flavor coffees. Yeah. Wow, see, these
1: are some facts that people just didn't know about you, this, Aziz. Already uh, this, this is covering new ground. Yeah. No right. one's ever asking about allergies. It's always, oh, so how'd you start doing comedy? Oh, never. No, no. So tell us about your allergies. Yeah, no,
0: this is all going to be dietary. Like, uh, what'd you have for <laughs> breakfast? Do you eat a, a good breakfast every day?
1: Uh, I try to eat pretty healthy. I, eat, uh, I Today I had some, uh, some oatmeal with some uh, berries and uh, bananas.
0: No hazelnuts. Walnuts? Nope. Just berries and bananas? Just berries and bananas. You made it yourself?
1: Uh, well, I made it at the at the show. I was uh, at Parks and Recreation. Just made it uh, there.
0: Do yeah. they have a trailer there for that, or maybe um, or, craft services? I, or? I
1: request an oatmeal trailer. No, uh, <laughs> they, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, there's like uh, yeah, they have the craft services and and I they got to,
0: and could you did you have a choice between like uh, biscuits and gravy? How good is the craft services over there at Parks
1: and Rec? Um, well, for breakfast, I usually eat either that or I have like they have, like peaches and cottage cheese. I eat that. That's pretty healthy. Holy shit yeah um uh, what else, um do I eat and uh, in, in in cereal and stuff? We don't have like an omelet truck or anything like that. So, oh, really? yeah, well, that
0: sucks. yeah. Are you an omelet guy though? I mean, in general.
1: I like uh, I, I liked it. I like variety, you know? So it's like, you know, uh, in this, this summer I was shooting this movie in Michigan and they had, like, the full, like, you know, the, the yeah, truck yeah, yeah, with, yeah. like, where you could just, those trucks are awesome. It's like, you just, you can just think, they're like, oh, whatever you want, just mention it. Oh, I'll have French toast and yeah, two yeah. eggs with, yeah. you know, and they'll just make a it a slice of it. so prime good. rib. Yeah, and they'll find it. And they'll it. find it, yeah, and it's so good. Oh, what was that movie? Uh, it's this movie called 30 Minutes or Less. Um, and it's uh, uh, myself and uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, and Danny McBride and uh, Nick Swartzen, and it's from the guy that directed Zombieland, Ruben Fleischer. Oh, yeah? And, uh, yeah, we shot it this summer. It was really fun.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that guy McBride's fucking hilarious.
1: He's so funny. The... the yeah, the only bummer was that uh so me and Jesse are kind of the good guys in the movie and yeah. Danny and Schwarzenegger are kind of the bad guys. So right. me and McBride's characters like never said anything to each other.
0: Oh really? Yeah.
1: So Did you hang out off of set
0: though? Off off uh, off camera?
1: Yeah, yeah, you know. Um I I've known him for a little bit and so uh you know, we're friends with each other so we hung out a little bit here and there.
0: Now this is going to be an amazing uh, accomplishment for for me. I mean, I don't know you that well, but I don't think I've seen you without looking at your cell phone for more than 4 minutes. Now are you feeling uncomfortable?
1: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty bad about that stuff. Yeah, I always look at my phone. I mean, I every time I I mean, every time
0: I've seen you like at, even at a party I mean, I in Montreal, dude, I saw you and it's like, how's it going? You're like, good. Mm-hmm. right? <laughs> just the phone, man.
1: <laughs> what are you doing on the phone? Are you tweeting? I'm probably just emailing people <laughs> just saying, I'm so alone. Come help me, please. I'm so alone in this room full uh, of 500 people. <laughs> no one's talking to me. I have nothing to say to anybody. <laughs> people are probably judging me for looking at my phone right now. No, that oh. would never happen. <laughs> now, when you, I didn't realize it. Where'd you grow up? I uh, I grew up in uh, South Carolina. Did, now it's I don't remember where Zach is from. Did you, did you... he's from uh, North Carolina?
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. so you guys didn't know each other.
1: No, we didn't know each other. There's a few people from South Carolina. You know Rob Hubel. He's yeah. from South Carolina, and um, you worked with him, right? Um, yeah, we worked together, but in in New York, not right. in South Carolina. I I didn't do any comedy in North, in South Carolina. Uh, did you
0: know him growing up though?
1: No, no, no. Uh. He uh, yeah, he's a little bit older and and lived in a different part of the state. Uh, and who else? Uh, Stephen Colbert from South Carolina. Also, oh really? But I, I, never, I never knew him then. Now
0: when you grew up now I, I see I don't know anything about your background I don't think anybody really does because you don't I mean you're obviously of uh you're from an Indian background. Yes yeah. But you don't address it at all.
1: Um I never I mean I don't like shy away from it but I don't make it a big part of my stand-up or anything I don't know, it'll do like a lot of like ethnic uh type jokes or anything I kind of just talk about myself is know? that is that a th- did you have that
0: was that a decision you
1: made uh yeah i think like pretty early on i was like oh you know i don't want to be a guy that's like doing like indian voices and stuff like that it just didn't seem like what i wanted to do i thought it would be and you don't have better one. no i mean but i could do the impression and and if i did i would i would be selling out stadiums <laughs> aren't you <right> now <laughs> you're selling out pretty good aren't you yeah no i'm doing well <laughs> <laughs> without the indian voice without it yeah <laughs> but you could be too you could
0: be selling out stadiums internationally if you did the Indian yes, voice.
1: exactly. Wait, wait, wait a couple of months. Like after I finish this tour and I have to write another hour, I'm going to be like, ooh, might be time to dip into the Indian voice. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Everyone, people on the, around the world are going, Aziz has come back to his roots. <laughs> did, did you grow up with the Indian accent? No, I mean, uh, I grew up in South Carolina, so I actually had like a really thick, you know, Southern accent growing up. Like when I was a little kid, like I I saw a video of me when I was like in like third grade. I was like in a spelling bee, yeah, and like you see this like tiny kid, way smaller than all the other kids, because kids in South Carolina are generally very big, and and Indian children are generally small, yeah. And uh, I walk up and they're like, "All right, state your school and uh, (laughs) what grade you're in." And your name, and yeah. uh, and then and then I walk up and I'm like, my name's is Azizan. Sorry, I'm in third grade. I'm from Marlborough <laughs> Academy, and it's it just looks ridiculous. It's like someone like dubbed it because it's just like this tiny brown child that sounds like. You know, yeah. a, a forty-year-old guy that works at a gas station in McCall, South Carolina. <laughs> That's fucking
0: hilarious. Now, would but do your parents don't speak? Are they first generation or second generation?
1: Um, they, uh, they were both born in India. Uh, so I, I was first generation born here, and and uh, you know, they they have a uh, they have a, a little bit of an Indian accent. Were they or not, stunned like, when you were like, "Hi, y'all"?
0: Hey yeah, mom that must have
1: been that must have been so weird but i you mean never uh, asked you know it. They even, never even it. their even their accent got yeah. a little bit southern Oh, and really? So, like whenever we would see their relatives like an in indian stuff they'd be like oh your voice sounds all weird and you know oh, it's like, hilarious you know the same way, like, you know, uh, you know, American people would do a version of Indian accents. Indian people will do, like, what they think yeah, white yeah, people yeah, are. Like, yeah. oh. It's like, oh, you sound like... <laughs> 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 that was always, like, the white impression. <laughs> 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 of, of Indian talk? Yeah, that's an Indian person in India... Talking like, like how they person. think white people sound. Like, wash, wash, wash.
0: That's that's amazing. Well, I have that too, though. I mean, if I go somewhere long enough, like if I'm in New York for a while, I'll start talking with a little bit of a New York accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't imagine what the Indian-Southern hybrid sounds like.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and when I go, if I'm... In South Carolina and I talk to someone that has a South Carolina accent. It'll, it'll start coming back a little bit.
0: Yeah, well, that's I imagine it would. I mean, you grew up there. That's yeah. fucking, that's bizarre. So did you have to consciously get rid of that?
1: You know, I, as I kind of moved around, I, I, um, I moved to different parts of South Carolina even and lost it some. And then when I moved to New York, I, I went to college in New York and was there for like eight years. And then it was, you know, it totally was gone. gone. Yeah. I mean, it still comes out in certain words here and there, but, it, you know, it's generally, generally Where, gone. Where'd you go to college? I went to NYU.
0: And you were how'd you get to know like because you did well you did what you did Human Giant yeah with uh I just I talked to Sheeran here oh yeah I've talked to Kroll
1: yeah, yeah. and
0: and do you, did you guys go to school together?
1: No, I mean I was doing comedy um, while I was going to college, and then uh, you know after I'd been doing it a few years, I started um, doing stuff at the UCB right, theater, right, right, right. And uh, there I met Rob and Paul. And uh, you remember that show Crash Test that I used to do yeah, at the yeah, yeah. Theater in New York? I think you did it a few times. Like uh, that show, I'd have like different co-hosts. And so, like the first time I did it, Rob co-hosted it with me. And then the second time I did it, um, Sheer co-hosted it with me. And uh, I just got along really well with those guys. And then we started making some short films with this guy Jason Walner, who's right? The director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, from those short films. Um, MTV kind of gave us the opportunity to do the show. What what did you study in college? I went to the business school. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, so I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll, you know, just study business, that it's kind of a, you know, a broad thing. Maybe I can start some sort of business or something like that." Was there
0: pressure from your family?
1: No, not really. I mean, uh, you know, they were always pretty supportive. It was like, "Oh, you know, do what what's interesting to you and and, you know, and you had a good business school and I got in, so I was like, "Oh, I'll do that." But I had no idea about the culture there like, you know, like there's like this whole like you know, all these finance majors that are, like, really intense about, like, you know, getting jobs at Goldman Sachs or whatever, like, I I literally did not know what Goldman Sachs was, like, when I got into the business school, didn't know what Goldman Sachs was. <laughs> they're the ones that bankrupted the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they're all terrible people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I just did that, and then, um, you know, I started doing comedy, like, the summer of my freshman year, and then, you know... I I almost transferred to Tish a couple of times and then I was, was too lazy to put together for a football. theater. Yeah, I was gonna do like you know the film and television program yeah. or something like that and then um yeah around like my sophomore year I was kind of, I had, I'd been doing comedy for a while and I was just like you know I think like if I if I push it this I'll be able to do at least like you know make something out of just stand up like I didn't ever think about acting or anything at that point but. Um, so I just did a marketing major because it was like really easy. Like marketing is like a super easy major. So did you, I just did, that.
0: <laughs> did, you or, did you, were you working, did you have a job inside television? Were you a, did you work as an intern or a page or something?
1: Yeah, I think the summer of my junior year it was, I, I interned at The Daily Show. Okay, um, that's it. Yeah. Because
0: I had heard stories that you were running around trying to sell Google ad space.
1: Uh, no, well I did, uh, uh I had like a, uh, internet business that I started with a friend of mine. In college. In college, yeah. And what and was that? It's it was this weird thing that we figured out where okay, so you know when you search um, uh, when you search for like if you search digital camera right. on Google, there's yeah. like these little ads that come up on the side. That say like, oh buy a digital camera right. or whatever. And so um, I saw I remember seeing those ads and then there's also this thing on Amazon where it's called like uh, like if you put like um on your website if you put like a link to your CD on Amazon you can put a little code in there that says oh this came from Mark Marin's website so they'll give you a kickback of right. like some certain percentage. Okay. So I was like oh well, what if you put that kind of that program it's called the associates program or something yeah. and use it to put it in those Google ads so when you search digital cameras, is buy a digital camera on Amazon, Yeah, and then it has little code saying, hey, Aziz and this guy are the ones that put that ad, and then Amazon will give you a kickback. And those Google ads, the way it works is like, each time um, someone clicks on it, you pay like a nickel or something like that. Yeah. So as long as your um, kickbacks were, you know, those are your uh, revenues and then your costs are just the uh, um, the, the ad space, the, the ads, uh, and so we just start doing that. and, and Start uh, selling ad space, basically. Or buying ads, rather. So you would... I was never, like, walking around, hey, want to buy some Google Ad Space? <laughs> <laughs> that, that job doesn't so, exist. So but you... we would buy that. So what you would do is you would buy, like, the keywords. You'd buy, like, you know, digital camera. Right. And that would say, okay, that costs 10 cents a click. So each time someone clicks, when they see your ad, you pay right. 10 cents. And then if, some if like, one of those people buys a camera, then you get, like, 3 or $4. And so you just have to, you know, look at it and make sure you're... Uh, you're making a profit, and right. so we just did that with you know you just buy a bunch of keywords and do it mass, and so and that was your business, yeah. I did you that still like make a, money from that? No, I stopped doing it a long time but ago. But you, you I did still, it for I did it for a couple of years, like or, around like junior senior, n- and college. none of those ads are up anymore though. So there's no, no it's all long gone. No, <laughs> oh, I, man, it, it did was you make like, good money? Um yeah i mean i made enough like i mean it was it was like it was like, uh, it was like uh, instead of doing like a summer job like yeah. i just i made my money from that you know oh and, see yeah. i
0: got this I, I i somehow in my mind i thought like you'd put together this internet empire <laughs> <And> then,
1: <laughs> it was this Everyone big is, secret you had uh, no no yeah that'd be great it's like man aziz is actually like, it's like bill gates a got billionaire, a bill... <laughs> and he's he's doing okay in comedy <laughs>
0: And then I guess I saw the, I remember when the Spin Magazine, wasn't it Spin where they had a picture of you or Rolling Stone? Rolling Stone, you were picked as the guy, right, for a while?
1: Like one yeah, year? Yeah, like they have that hot list or whatever, and they pick someone to be on. And what year out was out. that? Um, I don't know, probably 2006, 2005. And that's when, and that's when you
0: really started to take off?
1: Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, that was, a, you know, that was like a, a cool thing to get, like kind of a national... Like a magazine writing about you, you know.
0: Yeah, and I, I guess like you know, I always pictured you as a pretty ambitious guy, and you know, and for, when I talk to people, they're like, you know, you definitely were, you know, hitting the pavement with your show in New York, handing out flyers, doing that shit. You were really, you mean, you really wanted it pretty bad, right? Um, because I, I, I never could hand out flyers.
1: Oh my god, I, I mean, I did that when I was. Um, when i was like first starting out like you know i when i think back about it i'm like man how did i do that cuz like if if like i had to start comedy like today like yeah. and they're like oh yeah you know you can go um pass out flyers in times square like on fridays <laughs> and, yeah. and do spots for like 50 tourists like you can do that i would be like uh, no no thanks no yeah. thanks at all. Right. but i used to do that i don't know how, i mean i guess like you know i was talking to someone about it the other day i guess like the enjoyment I got out of like doing a good set was enough to where I didn't care about, you know, passing out flyers for stage time. I which, mean, this, I did I did that for like, you know, like I'm, this is like the first year yeah. I was doing comedy. What was know? that so, like at,
0: at Ha? Or which club made you do that?
1: That was Ha Comedy Club. Right. And that, did you hear? Like there was a, they, that place eventually got crazy, where like they were making like comics, like clean the toilets and stuff. No, I know. You, yeah, it, I, there was like a, It was like a. Was it a New Yorker article or something about it? But, I think
0: there was a, yeah, a general piece about yeah, about, about it, coming it just up got in comedy.
1: Nasty. Yeah, and it made it seem like that was the only game in town. Right. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, I did that for like a couple of months, and then you know I got passed at the at, at the comic strip, and once I got passed there, I was like, all right, well I'm past at a club. A club has said. Yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, okay, you can work at this club. So it's like, all right, well, I'm never doing the flower thing again. And so I never did it. It's pretty that. it's pretty humiliating. Yeah, it, it's it's the worst. And it, it's weird, like, psychologically, it does kind of, like, I was talking to someone about this, like, you know, when you pass out a flower like that and then people say no, like, you think, like, oh, well, I don't care. But psychologically, eventually, it takes... It's told that that negative energy that yeah. comes at you nonstop, like everyone that passes you hates you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like and no one's like, oh, yeah. cool, guys passes out a flyer, doing his thing, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's no, like, no, it's like, fuck, fuck this him. guy. <laughs> <laughs> And then you, and then you also feel bad because you know you're sending them to a pretty bad show. <laughs> Here, come to this show that's probably going to be bad. I mean, I'm going to do my best, and I think you may enjoy me. There's a chance, but I'm pretty sure most of the other guys, you're not going to enjoy yeah. it very much at all. There's 20
0: other guys in this dump that they're calling a comedy club. So.
1: Yeah. Hey, is there any way I can trick you to come into this show? Yeah, hey, yeah. is there any way I can trick you? Yeah, they've all been on the Letterman show. <laughs> yeah. Did you recognize people? Like, did you ever have an experience where you're on stage? and
0: you could see the people oh, that you fly yeah, here, yeah. and they're disappointed.
1: Yeah, I—I I mean, I—I I was never really good at that stuff. I was never good at actually converting people to coming. Some guys would like really get into that. It's like, man, I don't know if you should really be focusing on your flyer game so much. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what happened to you, man? You know, the comedy didn't work out, but I'm still flying really well. <laughs> now I'm doing Broadway shows. Yeah. Uh, just flying. I'm not performing in them, but
0: I—I'm one of the best flyering people in this city. Yeah, oh, that's hilarious. God, right? I
1: can't believe I did that. I mean, that—that that is like. The worst. It's like, hey, it's really asking someone, hey, do you want to stand in the worst part of New York and have people hate you for a couple of hours? Yeah, That's yeah, really what yeah. it
0: is. With every time you hand, you put your hand out, hate me.
1: Yeah. Wait, I, so how did you, so when you started out, you never did like flyer shows, you just kind of, and what made me stop was like, I got passed to the comic strip, but then I also like started finding out about, and this is after I'd been doing it a couple of years, like shows like- um, The Alternative like, Show. Yeah, like, you know, Eugene's show, Invite Them Up. Uh, that was like, you know, by the time I was like- uh okay enough to do shows like that like luna lounge had 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 passed but um like invite them up was like when I first started doing that, like that was like the well, big that, deal. It, to
0: me. It's sort of interesting. So you came into it like the you know the mainstream comedy way in New York. Like you know there was a, when I, I didn't have to do that because by the time I was, uh, you're in Boston, right? Well, no, yeah, I was in Boston for a while, San Francisco, but New York. But by the time I was established, I mean that shit it didn't it didn't really exist. I mean Boston comedy, you'd her out in front of clubs. So I never did mm-hmm. that, but there were guys that did it, yeah, you know doormen and stuff. But uh, I never did it. But like it seemed that by the time you started, the way you get on. Stage, if you weren't locking into the alternative rooms in that click, then it was to do hard to try to audition to the comic strip. Cause I would imagine a lot of guys that came up in those alternative rooms, they can't play the strip or they couldn't play the strip at that time. I mean, that's a pretty mainstream outlet.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what was kind of cool about the strip is cause they had like this kind of lottery where it's like, if you just show up whenever yeah. they have that lottery, you will get a Monday and then you'll get to do it. Like you'll get to do it. And, 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 uh, yeah, at the time, it was uh, Lucian was still there, and um, you know, and, and he, uh, he used Lucian guy Hold, who, he,
0: he passed away, but he used to yeah. Yeah, run the comedy strip,
1: the yeah. comic strip. Yeah, he was a guy that you'd audition for, and sure. then he would, uh, you know, pass yeah. you or whatever. And so I did that, and, and uh, that was like, it just seemed really cool that it was like, oh, okay, you can do this, and this guy will watch you and give you a fair shot. And he you passed know? you. Yeah, he did, and he was really nice, and, uh, you know, um, I would just go there and hang out and do the late-night spots or whatever, but I didn't really know about that alternative scene. I think it was still kind of coming up, you know? But now it seems like there's so many, like, if you start out, you you don't have to pass out flyers at all. It seems like there's so many, like, small rooms and bars and stuff. Yeah, where you can perform for comics. (laughs) Yeah, true, but still, like, but it seems like there's even more that are not better. Yeah. But it's
0: just interesting to me that, you know, that, because, I mean, the comic strip really is about as mainstream as you can get. Yeah. So, like, your idea of what comedy was, was was fairly specifically just being a stand-up. It wasn't like, you know, I'm gonna play for like-minded people in small little rooms. No, and...
1: I didn't... It, when I found out, like, about, like, you know, shows like Invite Them Up, it was like, oh, this is amazing. There's, like, people that are more like me that are younger people, or my yeah. age. It's not, like, bachelorette parties. or You know, I remember, like... Uh, you know, I used to talk to, like, Todd Berry about it all the time, and, and he always would uh, make the point of, like, oh, you know, definitely do those rooms, but also still do the clubs so you can kind of, you know, the trick is to play both. And, I mean, you were another person I would see at both places. Yeah. I would. I, I, I remember I used to go, I mean, I used to go to the Comedy Cellar all the time, and I would see, like, you and Attell and and, yeah. and, and uh, all those guys, and um, and then I would see you at Luna Lounge every now and then, and Todd's yeah. another guy. I would yeah. see, Bounce Back and Forth, Louie, you know. Yeah and uh so that's what i always kind of wanted to do is be able to bounce well yeah but also
0: like you know you're like you know a real comic in that you're always you got you're very efficient with laughs you write jokes you know you don't waste a lot of time up there i mean i think the big difference between starting in an alternative venue and starting in actually you know in a paid comedy room is that you know you kind of learn the job whereas like when you start in an alternative room sometimes people will go on and on and on And they don't have any real structure or format to it.
1: Yeah, it might be a little bit too loose to start out with. You know, like, I think, like, if you start in a comedy club, it might be a little better in that, you know, you they're not really there to see you like fuck around and figure shit out they like want it they they paid a lot of money I mean you think about like you know like you know now I've been doing this tour and like you know you know tickets at some of these theaters like they can be pretty expensive be like 40 50 bucks but you think about a comedy club it's like okay 25 dollar cover two drinks that can be like 60 bucks two people spend 100 bucks yeah you know that's really expensive so if you're playing at a club, like people are spending a lot of money, they don't want to see some dude fucking around <laughs> With his at oh. all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, hold on, oh, let me see what it... I got. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so you, you never did that. What uh,
0: noodled around up there, you know, wasted people's times Was there always part well, of your brain? Well, not at a
1: comedy club, but you know, at like sure, that was kind of the vibe. But like somewhere, like invite them up, or yeah, something yeah, like that. yeah. It was yeah, almost yeah. kind of expected. Like people kind of actually enjoyed seeing that, you know, kind of seeing the process. See, well, seeing whatever.
0: you now, like, because I think that you're sort of like this uh, this guy that if you don't know you're like what what is who is that guy? And to see you sort of show some vulnerability. I remember I, the last time I saw you it was at Liam McInnes' show in that little teeny place. Oh yeah, bring your friends or whatever. Yeah, what's yeah, it yeah. called? Is that what? Tell it's called? your friends. Yeah, Tell yeah. your friends because you were trying to put together the material for a new for the new tour yeah yeah, and you were just working through shit
1: yeah i was just doing that the, the other day i was like at a, a you know like it's it's so funny like i was just like you know on, on like last monday i went and did like two open mics in la because like i want to work on new stuff and it's like where else know, are you gonna do it yeah it's like you it doesn't matter like right how you know you can sell a theater out in milwaukee or whatever right. but if you want to work on new stuff and you're in la you're gonna go do the same open mics that anyone else would do, and and it's kind of cool that that like no matter what happens, that's what I think is cool about standup. It's like, you know, if you you know, whenever I finish this tour I'm doing, I'm just like I'm at zero. I have nothing. You yeah. know, like when I record that special for the new material, it's like I have nothing, and it's like, all right, well, I'm at the same spot. Anyone else is that's doing comedy. I've got to like work my way up and like get those big jokes again because it's all gone. You know, and so you you think hard.
0: that's your work ethic? You you're like Louis, you ditch it all.
1: I mean that's what I I mean like I, that's your, what I did with the, the the last special I did came out in in uh in January. And that was an hour. And that was an hour special and then um uh I recorded I recorded it in July of last year and then August of last year I started working on new material and, and it's still evolving like So you haven't done the second hour yet. I haven't recorded it yet. I, mean, I, mean, I the thing that's kind of uh it, since I'm filming like parks and recreation and then uh, you know I did this movie I haven't had like a enough time to just focus so much on stand-up to get it to the spot like I totally wanted to but yeah, I, I gotta figure out when I'll record it and stuff but I, yeah I'd like to do what Louis does I mean cause I think otherwise you know I think people get bummed out if you go back and you can't come back to like a theater in Chicago and then do a large chunk of last hour cause it's like Oh well yeah. I saw that last time.
0: Yeah, people's expectations have certainly changed cuz there were guys and I think it was always a liability when I started that you know basically did the same hour for like 10 years.
1: Yeah, but I mean even if they didn't put it out like wouldn't people like wouldn't the same people come and be like hey, he did that the past four yeah, years. I, I, always,
0: I, I wonder if the expectations were different. I mean, I think some people just like seeing jokes that they, they know yeah. as well, but not like music. I mean, after a certain point, it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, because yeah. Because people I could tell, you know, they you know they go out, and people are yelling jokes to, that oh, they want to no, hear. No, I
1: mean, people, I mean, even from the one special I've done, people yell out stuff. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I talked to Louis about that, and, and he told me what he does is, like, he'll come out and do, like, an encore. And then in that, like, he would do, like, a couple of things. A, a and few then things also, that they like. So I, I started doing that a little bit. And then would end on on some new stuff or whatever and that works yeah that seems to work and another thing is like you know kind of doing new jokes about things people know like people yell about like my cousin Harris is something I've talked about in my stand up act so I'll tell like new stories about my cousin Harris and he's a real guy totally real yeah (laughs) Totally real. Yeah,
0: what, I, I can't remember what what was the because uh, I heard you do one of them. What was what was the weird thing? Somebody posted on his Facebook or something.
1: Yeah, it's just about. I mean, basically, he's just like this really weird kid. He's just like very weird, and he's just kind of chubby, and that was kind of the kinda, <laughs> kind of kind uh, of what he, fascinates and, and me. And he remains weird. <laughs> he remains very weird. <laughs> How old is he? Now he's like 15 or 16, I think. He always is forever like 14 and chubby in my head, but now he's like 16 and he's hit a growth spurt. I think he's probably skinny now, <laughs> sadly. <laughs>
0: now, when you started, like, it seemed to me like, I remember some of the criticism you got was that you sort of structured, you know, you got some headburg comparisons. Sure. You know, and you got, you know, but you had, you know, I think stylistically you seemed to be changing a little bit. You found your voice a little more,
1: don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I think like... Who influenced mm-hmm. you the most, you think? I don't know. Did I'm you ever meet Mitch? I met him like very briefly. Yeah, I mean, I I, I always thought that was kind of strange because like I don't do any one liners at all. Like maybe like, um, you know, I think like uh, I think that came mainly from the invite them up CD that uh-huh. uh, I, I recorded a set on that. Yeah and you know maybe i'd been listening to like a lot of Hedberg and like some of that voice had just been in my head but yeah. i mean i wasn't like constantly like oh this is perfect i'll sound like this guy <laughs> and everything's going to work out great <laughs> you know i think i just been like i mean like we were talking about earlier like yeah. you know just like about your accent you know yeah. like i think i'd probably just been listening to a lot of that, that maybe happens. maybe yeah, that sure. had yeah, been yeah, in yeah. there but um i it was never a deliberate thing and also it's like i probably sounded totally different like 4 months later so it's like just cuz that's a recorded thing in time it's like oh well that's there forever but I probably sounded totally different when I said those jokes a year later 6 months later who knows you yeah. know what I mean Well you
0: have a, you have a certain cadence I think your cadence is start, it sort of started to define itself and the weird thing is my buddy Jonathan used to do tell me about uh, he say that like Tom Rhodes and Mitch Hedberg just are doing different spe- different speeds of black talk like mm-hmm. and I never thought about their cadence as sort of like well I don't know if I but there is sort of you yeah, know, yeah and, yeah, and yeah, I, I never noticed that. that now I mean and I know that you're like a like a, a big hip hop fan and you talk about hanging out with Kanye West I mean how much influence does that have on you
1: um, I mean as far as comedically like uh, I. I I don't know, I think the, like, I'd say when I started out, my biggest influence was probably Chris Rock, mm-hmm. like, I, that, that was, like, uh, that, those two specials came out, like, when I was in high school and college, and I, I think just knew you... every word, like, you know, and I still do, I mean, that Oh, was, really? Yeah, that was a huge influence, and then, like, I, honestly, like, as I, coming up, doing comedy, my influences were just, like, people that I would see at, at you know, doing comedy, people like, you know, Todd, Eugene, yourself. Yeah. Um, Louis Patton yeah. you know just other guys that I would see do comedy and and look up to because you know I think you know I never would see Chris Rock live I saw him a handful of times when he dropped into the cellar but like you know it's weird though isn't it with him York, when
0: he does a cellar like he just doesn't
1: turn on any juice at all that was like one of the coolest things I ever saw when I first started doing comedy yeah. like I you know uh you know it was like a few months after I started and he came into the comedy cellar and I was like what the fuck like i couldn't believe it like you know like the most uh, person i would be most excited to see in my entire life at that point you know and he came in and just bombed yeah like just totally tanked and you could just see he couldn't give a shit less like he just didn't care at all and like was just trying new stuff and just bombed and i was like wow that is so cool like even like this guy who's like the best arguably yeah is just tanking and doesn't care so i think in that help to you yeah because I mean it's great I mean it's great to see other people fail much less the person you think is the best if you see yeah. the, you, the person you think is the best at something fail at it like yeah, that's yeah. the greatest thing you can see <laughs> I mean seeing anybody fail seeing anyone else fail is always a great thing <laughs> oh no, absolutely
0: and hilarious <laughs> just means
1: you're doing better oh uh, you know how much I want to see Louis fail more often oh, <laughs> it makes me feel bad every time yeah you're gonna oh, have to Louis, wait on that one how's Louis new hour it's way better than the last one. Oh, fuck uh, yeah. how's Louis new hour it's terrible okay he's human thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's very human. <laughs> but no, but I think Chris does it by
0: design. I think that literally he'll go up there with new material and just see... How the material holds together, and if there's laughs without him, because you know, because without him selling it as much, right? Well, yeah, because he sells. I mean, you know, yeah, when, he, yeah, when, yeah. when he does a theater or something, and, and you do that too, you're very, you know, intent. You're intense. You're focused. There's a pace. There's a punch. You know, there's no, you don't relent. There's yeah. never a moment where I've ever seen you go like, oh, I'm going to soften it up a little bit and take my yeah, time. Yeah, here. yeah,
1: yeah. No, you're right. It, when, when, when he does those club sets, it's definitely. Oh yeah, uh, he turns it all turns, off. Turns all the delivery off. It's,
0: it's almost weird. Yeah, you know it's soft spoken, and I, I I don't know that. Uh, well, that's interesting. So, how the hell do you know? How do you? Because I know, are you obsessed with Kanye West? <laughs>
1: um, you know, I'm not. Uh, I I'm a huge fan of his music, and um, and I just, you have been for a long time. Uh, yeah, I, I, he's. You know, I'm a big fan of his music, and he just came to a couple of shows, and I think because I talked about him in the special and I talked about him on Letterman once and those are just two clips that are online and a lot people are like, whoa, this guy's obsessed with Kanye West. Do people say that to you? No. I mean, I do like think mean No, but I mean, people ask me about him a lot. But I just, guess, it
0: just seems to me that like, you know, you, you, when you become as successful as you've become, you know, you start in one place, you know, where you're just a comic and you're running around your you're a kid trying to do comedy and watching people you like. And then all of a sudden you're in this other place where you have access to this whole other world. No, it's great. I, I mean, it must I was, be mind-blowing.
1: It It is. That's the thing that I hope people understand about me. It's like, anytime I get to experience anything like that, like, it's it's very weird to me. Like, I don't feel like I belong <laughs> in those situations. Like, I, I, was, I was, you know, talking about this the other day, someone like, you know, I'd, like, a few weeks ago, I did this thing at the the uh, MTV VMAs, the Video Music Awards, yeah. where I was introducing Kanye, actually, and... and and I was just back there hanging around. I'm like, you know, like, Usher's there. And to me, that's hilarious. Like, me being around Usher, like, that should have never happened. That's, those two people should have never come together. Yeah. We should not be anywhere near each yeah. other. Yeah. But the fact that for some reason I've been able to occasionally get to be in those circles is just really weird and funny to me. Like, I, I, <laughs> do you, but do I don't, you, uh... ever. I, I don't, like, walk around there confident, like, hey, what's up, Usher? <laughs> yeah, what's going on, man? Hey. <laughs> I, no, I'm like, <laughs> there's Usher. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I better look at my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was just like, Aziz, I'm a big fan. I'm like, sorry, I gotta text somebody.
0: <laughs> you haven't been a dick to anybody? Uh,
1: no, I try to be nice to everyone. Yeah. I mean well, I
0: think it's weird because like I guess I like because you know when when somebody I think people forget that you know comedians are socially awkward. And like when I first when I first started seeing you around, I'm like, ah, that guy's cocky. And then when I finally talked to you, it's like, no, he's not. He's just like in his head. <laughs> I don't know, you know, because you're you're a pretty nice guy. You're not an asshole.
1: No, I try to be very nice to everyone. I'm usually if I'm on my phone, I'm usually just like, yeah, probably just Avoiding. like don't have anyone to talk to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Can't deal. Help me out. Uh, let, let me text someone that might want to talk to me right now. <laughs> now
0: if. Um, with Parks and Rec, I mean, it seems like... How much freedom do you have in that? Because it seems like you kind of made that character.
1: Um, you know, they... Uh, they um, Parks and Rec is really cool because the, the guys that um, run that show, Greg Daniels and Mike Schur, are really cool about letting the actors have input into the characters and, like you know they'll take little things we do and those will kind of become more defining parts of the character you know and and i think all the characters have been fleshed out more by our own personalities and stuff like you know like ron swanson the character that nick offerman plays like nick is kind of like ron in some ways like, there's yeah. like some aspects of his personality that are in ron like some interesting things like that like me with uh with with tom like you know i do know a little bit about hip hop music and stuff like i know about that culture of bottle service and stuff and think that's interesting and yeah. uh, you know i'm not not interesting in like i want to be a part of it but interesting to you know and now you a character have, that would do that you, you have know? been
0: part of it though now
1: um not in the way of like oh let me go to this club and buy bottle service you, you, more like <laughs> maybe like i'll be in some small town and they'll be like hey you're on tv let's get you a bottle yeah, and yeah, even yeah. then i'm like i don't want to do that
0: yeah. <laughs> so you kind of avoid star treatment if possible you know.
1: All that stuff makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, yeah, because, you know, I was actually in, like, um, I was in, like, Philadelphia or something. Yeah. And, like, I'd finished the show and, like, I was at some bar and they're like, hey, like, we're big fans. Like, we'll give you a, a bottle of something or whatever. And I was like, oh, sure, whatever. And then some guy walked by and, like, I guess there's a joke in my special, I if I, I, I don't remember it super well, but it was like... Uh, I say something about like douchebags with bottle service. He's yeah, like, Oh, oh yeah. so look, so his like, look, you you got bottle service. I was like, Oh man, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I guess I can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not publicly. Yeah. <laughs> maybe at home. <laughs> yeah. So
0: now how many, what season is in Parks Recreation? We're filming season three right now. Yeah. And it's going good?
1: Yeah. It's been really fun. Um, You know, that I just feel so lucky to be able to work with that cast. Like everyone on there is really good. Amy and, Aubrey Plaza and uh, Chris Pratt, Nick Offerman, um, Rashida, everyone really brings it, and uh, it's it's just a cool like ensemble cast. We have Rob Lowe and Adam Scott are on there now, and um, It's permanent. They're, they're yeah, they're both oh, they're really? both permanent. Yeah, and they're they're both great, and uh, yeah, uh, I, I I feel like the show's really hitting a groove now, and um. Yeah, the episodes we've been doing, I feel like are, are our best ones. And, and
0: and who do you think is like the big like you did? You hosted the what? You, which one did you host? Video Music Awards?
1: I hosted the uh, Movie Awards. And year.
0: that that's a big gig, really. I mean, that was
1: a- uh, that was crazy. Yeah, I mean, that was. Uh, That was really fun. Um, And
0: who who was your support on that? Who did you have a a writing crew or what? Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, uh, I had um my friend Jason Wallner, the director. Yeah, yeah. He he helped me out with stuff. Um, uh, he directed the videos and stuff with me, and um, uh, or he directed them. Yeah, directed with him, but um, and helped me write stuff and. and and then like just you know, random comics. You know people you know like Chelsea Peretti. She, uh-huh. Chelsea Peretti came in a lot. She is amazing. She's riding on Parks now actually. Right. Um, she came in a lot. Um, this guy Joe Mandy came in. I like Joe. Uh, yeah, he's he's great. funny man. Um, Doug Benson. Um, I feel bad, I'm gonna leave people out, but uh, those guys, the birthday boys, some of those guys came Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. I would just bring in different people when, and whenever people were around and- uh, Try to put shit together? Yeah, you know, because everyone's so busy, like, you know, people that are good are, usually have other stuff yeah, going yeah, on yeah. too, so, you know, I would just, you know, just would email people and be like, hey, if you're around, if you want to come by and, you know, help, and and that's one of those cool things where it's like, when I got that, like, all my friends were just like, you know, even like guys like Harris Whittles and, and my friend Alan Yang that ride on parks, like, they were working on parks, but like, you know on a weekend or something they would come and like you know or I, I would email them scripts and be like hey if you have any ideas and it's just one of those things where it's really cool because like all your friends like you know it looks like it's just you know it's just me up there like i'm the only person that'll ultimately get credit for that from a right. lot of people they just don't think about there being a writing staff and but uh, so many of my friends came and were just like just anything they could do to like help and how to go it was super fun I was really happy with it um you know I mean it ultimately boils down to you do like a monologue and then a couple of short films and then like a stage bit and and I felt really strong about all the the pieces of that and that I did and uh it was really fun do
0: you get freaked out at all though because like you know when I think about my own uh lack of uh success in my life I think it's because I would get freaked out like if they said you've got to host that show I think I'd be like oh fuck really i mean what do i got to <laughs> do yeah like do, do you have any of those thoughts or were you just is your first thought like fuck yeah
1: you know, I I just kind of um I kind of just think about things like like when I got that my thought process was like all right, well, these are the pieces I need. I I pieces. you know, I know I can do compartmentalize it. I knew I could do shorts like I know I could come yeah. up with funny ideas for shorts and like the, like right away after I got it, I for some reason the idea for one of the shorts that I did was a thing called Stunt Kids. Yeah. And I and I pitched it to Jason and I was like, "Oh, we should do a thing cuz we've always been obsessed with stuntmen." Yeah. And so like, why don't we do a thing called Stunt Kids about like kid stuntmen?" And then that was one of the things we ended up doing. And then like the monologue like to me like that's like your, uh, that's the easiest part cuz like okay well I do stand up all the time I just got to just really focus and do stuff about movies I have a couple months and then I just would just take it out and just like start getting it into shape in clubs to where like I knew it killed like I would I did it a bunch and like I knew right, it killed Right I think at the that's what you were and,
0: working on when I saw you probably. Yeah. Right at Tiger Lily and at uh Tell Your Friends I think.
1: Yeah, I'm uh yeah, that's probably around that time. Yeah. yeah and yeah, so yeah. uh yeah, I I I kind of work hard on stuff so where i'm confident and don't get nervous like when i went on to do the monologue at the at the movie awards like i wasn't nervous because i was like i've done this i know it works i've done these jokes in all different types of rooms i know this works if this audience doesn't laugh it's just you know i can't do anything else but i know this is funny i know this will work you know Yeah,
0: i guess that's the thing i i i read about you or not read about you but the one thing i notice about you is that you do have a, a sort of genuine confidence about it you don't seem that insecure about shit
1: no, yeah. People always ask, like, "Oh, are you nervous every time?" Like, not really, because like most of the, st- you know, if you're unless you're working on like totally new stuff, like you've done the stuff before and know it works, and right. you're, you're either refining it or just doing stuff you know that works to just you know yeah. do a good show. So you know you have to be you have to be somewhat confident based on the the history of uh of, of the yeah, prior of performances, the yeah. yeah.
0: But did you did you ever experience that? You don't seem like a very insecure person. I mean, you may not be a sociable person, yeah, or you may not feel like you fit in, but you don't seem like you're like yeah, I'm an idiot.
1: Um I guess I'm pretty confident most of the time. I don't know. That's pretty good. Yeah, I guess Your so. parents did a pretty good job. <laughs> 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 I, I I I'm I'm probably like definitely more confident in life like right before I go to do stand up because I I i done it. I know it. I know these like when I do a tour show like I was like, "No, I know I did this like the other day, and it went really well. So you just know this it audience, works. yeah, I, you just know it works. So if it, it doesn't work today, it's like, all right, well, you know what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> You're right that's good. <laughs> I'll send you a DVD from the other show yeah. and prove to you that you were wrong. <laughs> yeah. My isn't bad. that the thing? Like, isn't that like? Uh, isn't, doesn't like, like Seinfeld and Larry David have like a, like Seinfeld thinks like if you do a show and you do the same jokes for two audiences, yeah, it's, and it doesn't work it's uh, the second time it's your fault. And Larry David thinks it's the audience's fault or something like sure. that.
0: Sure. I, look, I, you know, if I get a joke that works really well, eventually I just forget about it because I, I thrive on the idea that I don't know what the fuck is going to happen, which is not the greatest entertainment experience for people. Like what you're talking about when people pay for tickets, they want you, you're a professional. They're expecting something that works and that is consistent. Whereas like, I don't always think about how much people paid and I find it much more interesting if I flounder through something that's half baked, if the experience is real yeah and and but you know people don't come back for that
1: (laughs) hey i've come back for it i've seen it (laughs) yeah Yeah, i I don't know if. then again i'm not paying anything i'm I'm watching (laughs) from the back you're just sitting at the back (laughs) of the room
0: what 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 kind of family did you come from though how many siblings do you have
1: i have uh one one little brother how old is he he's uh he's 20 really yeah he's a good guy he is he is you get along with him yeah, get along with him really well. He's into he, he's into a lot of the same stuff. He's he's really into comedy. He's 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 kind of shy. He doesn't like he, he's not like a type of person that would ever become a performer. But he's Does into he. We have a similar sense of humor, and and he you know he likes all the kind of comedy you expect like you know
0: yeah me to like the good stuff.
1: The good stuff.
0: Does he uh, want to be in show
1: business? Um, I think he wants to be like a writer or something like that. I think. Have you
0: have you had him out? Is he gonna get him? Is he living out here yet?
1: No, he's still in school. He's he goes to school in Atlanta. Yeah. He's like the type of guy he's he probably wants to like intern at adult swim or something like that. You know? Oh really? Yeah. And you can help him out? You know, I just can't. No. <laughs> of course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kid's gotta make it on his own. Yeah, you know, I struggle.
1: <laughs> and what kind
0: of what's a, what's the family business? What kinda
1: of... uh my dad is a, a is a doctor, he's a gastroenterologist and my mom like works uh, at his office.
0: So you grew up in a doctor's family too. I did too. My oh, yeah? A, yeah, my dad's a surgeon. Yeah. So it's really good if you don't feel well, you know, (laughs) when you grow up with a
1: doctor. Yeah, yeah. Gastroenterologist, that's like your
0: your guts? Uh, Your
1: stomach, yeah, if you swallow something or if you have the shits, those kind of things. (laughs) That's your dad? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anytime I can text my dad, hey, I got the shits, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's the deal. (laughs) Here's what you got to do. That's what my dad sounds like. (laughs) How runny is it? Is there blood in it?
0: Yeah. So uh, any movies coming up? Um, Outside the one you just shot, just
1: that thirty minutes or less that'll come out in uh, in August. Yeah. Um, How's your <laughs> love life? Um, you know it's uh, I'm it's tough because I'm like not in one place. Yeah. At any time. That's so either tough or People perfect. don't really. Yeah. <laughs> really depends how you look at that. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm just traveling a lot, so I'm just you know hooking up with slutty girls in different towns. There like, you no, go. No, oh, I'm not. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, no it's, it's tough, because I'm traveling all the time, so, like, people don't really... I think girls... <laughs> any, like, girls that are, like, you know... Yeah. They right. don't really take you seriously. Like, oh, yeah, great. You're gone in, like, two days. <laughs> yeah,
0: except for the ones that are like, great, yeah. you're gone in two days. <laughs> Let's get this done. <laughs> what do you find that, you know, because of the MTV and stuff, I mean, who who is your audience? I mean, are they mostly people your age? Are they younger? Um... Like I, I have to assume you get a lot say of kids. It's, it's
1: it's mostly like white people in their twenties. Yeah, it's mostly that.
0: You, you don't uh, go over with black audiences.
1: Yeah, I do here and there. I, I feel like I, I could play to that audience more. Uh, you know, I always like it when I see different types of people in the crowd. You, you know? can say
0: it. You like when black people laugh like at it. you.
1: No, but I mean like older people. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I love it when I do a show and I see like some older people there. Yeah. Like, because like then you can, like I, if, if there's like an older couple in an audience, like when I'm doing my tour, like I always watch them the whole time to make sure they're laughing at everything. And
0: it makes you feel like, like, you know, you're really a pro. Yeah,
1: because yeah, one thing I hate that like, sometimes I've read people say, like, oh, he does a lot of pop culture stuff stuff and it's like not really like you know if you don't know who r kelly is or who kanye west is those jokes still work like i've had people come up to me and say like i don't know what facebook is but i like that story you tell about your cousin like and it's funny to me because you're just right. really telling a story about i mean if i talk about facebook it's not a joke about like facebook it's a joke about my cousin and how he's weird right and and it just the the story involves that medium because that's what our lives is now. You know, like... But do you you say after uh, they say, I don't know what Facebook is, do you say, you're fucking idiots Yeah. Wow, man, I just read an article that said (laughs) one out of 14 people has a Facebook profile. That can't be right, can it? (laughs) I think so. One out of 14? Did you see that movie yet? I did. I thought it was really good. Did you see it? No, I want to see it. It looks really compelling. It's, it's really good. I'm glad I saw it. One after out of fourteen I, people on the yeah, planet. That's what it's it said. Out of all people. That's what it said. I I, I read it a few times because I was like, that's that's insane. But I mean, it's 500 million people. I mean, I guess. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But I mean, I, but my point is, like, anytime I do anything about like pop culture or anything like that, like I make sure that if you don't know the thing I'm talking about, it's still entertaining because you know, otherwise, your stuff doesn't really age that well. You know.
0: Yeah, and so you're pretty sensitive to what people say about you. What's some other things that pissed you off? Um, the pop culture thing seems to have gotten you. You seem to that, have heard the Hedberg thing before.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd 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 read that before, just from the invite them up city, But I never hear that anymore. I really yeah. think that was just at that time. I must yeah. have been listening to a lot of his, yeah. his stuff. It's natural um,
0: evolution. Yeah, people uh, pick their guys.
1: Yeah. um um. What else? I don't know. What have you read? Uh, anything else? No, no. Mm. I I don't, I don't. I only have my own. Uh, my. Own I have. A, I'm sure I have a rebuttal for all of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's
0: not much. Uh, there's not no, much. It, criticism. It's
1: always a bummer just to read anything bad about yourself. You know. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not fun to read people. Do you get stuck stuff.
0: in that fucking shit? I mean, do you? Are you a person that like reads
1: like chat boards and shit about yourself? No, I. I you can't. I after a I, I stopped do, do doing that a while ago because I thought about it like this. Like I, I you know. You take, like, your favorite thing, like, the thing you think is, like, the perfect thing in comedy. Like, you know, I mean, for me, like, you know, if I Google, like, Chris Rock, bring the pain. There'll be a hundred people that say, oh, it's the worst shit. Like, it's terrible. There's nothing funny in it. And so it's like, well, if that's not going to win that contest, then then nothing will. Right, for me, right. You know? So it's like, then that just nullifies everything. So yeah, you so. just don't care about anything, anything. And a lot
0: of times when it's on the computer, you see, like, you know, the internet is against me and you forget sometimes it's just one douchebag. And yeah. not only just a douchebag, but a guy who would sit and do that. Who the fuck does that? Yeah. Who says, no. I'm going to comment on this chat board something negative about chris rock
1: yeah it's yeah yeah what is going on to where you're like you know what it's 2010 i'm kind of bored i'm gonna go shit on chris rocks bring the pain (laughs) that's a crazy person um but you know i mean to me like all that stuff really doesn't matter especially like you know like you know out of all the things i've i've gotten to do this year like the tour has really been like the most like cool thing for me to like go to like you know uh, like uh, places like smaller places like uh, like Milwaukee and stuff and like have like 4,000 people come out it's like wow like that's that like you're doing defeats mo- anything negative anyone could say on the internet to me like that's awesome that that many people enjoyed my special or whatever to like come that is pretty amazing you know like that
0: what are the venues you're playing like the two to 5,000 seaters
1: um, yeah, I usually try to do like a, a 1,500 or 2,000 seat place and do like two shows. Oh, okay. You know, like yeah. I, I, for some reason that seems more intimate than like a 4,000 seat yeah, yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, you yeah.
0: Know? And I guess there's a lot of the, about that size theater around. Yeah. Who do you bring to open for you?
1: Um, I use a few guys. Um, uh, Hannibal Burris. has done yeah, yeah. A few. Uh, John Mulaney. Um, They've this, both been on the show. Yeah, this guy Dan Levy. In LA. I know Dan. Yeah. Yeah, Dan. Um, who else? Uh, Harris Whittles is doing one with me coming up. Um, but uh, mainly those guys. Um, yeah, Dan usually does like the West Coast. Oh, Cal Canaan came out for one. Uh huh. Um, and yeah. they
0: do what? Twenty.
1: Yeah, twenty five around that. And yeah. then
0: you do an hour. Yeah. Hour or more hour fifteen. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, I usually do like an hour and then do like fifteen minutes like a dicking around encore. Now
0: have you uh what in terms of this uh, seeing as now I know you a little better, and I know that you're really uh, excited to be about uh, to be in show business and to have come to where you've come have you met people where you know you've had a hard time keeping your shit together? I mean, did you ever get to spend time with Chris you know given that you've such a big hero you
1: know i uh haven't got to spend a lot of time with him um i I briefly talked to him here and there, but never like a long conversation yeah. um you know um I'm trying to think um not no I mean anyone in comedy like that I've met has been I haven't ever really talked to Chappelle I've never talked to him I, he's another guy I really look up to and uh you know I've always enjoyed his
0: well, he's out on his, a farm uh, somewhere isn't
1: he yeah but uh yeah I've never never but Louis, to, you
0: sat down with Louie and...
1: yeah I mean Louis was on parks and um oh, yeah that's right. you know he was on parks and um you know he's a guy you know I, I I you know he's 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 my favorite guy that's doing stuff right now and um yeah he's he's uh he's really cool I've I've definitely like talked to him about like you know when he was shooting parks it was around the time i was like doing um recording my special and i was like man i'm like terrified like this is all this material has gone like how do you like keep recording hours and like you know he talked to me about that and like was just like yeah you know i just kind of go out into clubs and you know just start fresh and you know you start off and you have like 10-15 minutes and then you kind of do a couple more sets and then it becomes like 20-25 you you know go to a couple of clubs like a punchline and do some more and then that becomes 45 and then you start touring with that and then it's like I was like yeah whatever (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry then that's that's kind of exactly what you do if you like really just kind of force yourself and go like right, well I want to keep doing stand up but I'm going to kill all that stuff it just happens or you know but I, even still like I'm still like kind of nervous like I was oh man this tour is about to be over man <laughs> I, hope now, I, I hope I can
0: come up with some more stuff would you ever think about using writers to generate
1: you know even on the movie awards which was was a was thing about like you know um, uh, where it was it's like a okay, it's, 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 a, it's a TV thing and it's like alright well the stand up's gotta be about sure. movies like I just couldn't, uh, you know, I ended up mostly just using my own stuff. Like, right. You know, I, there may have been like a tagline here and yeah, there, yeah, but it was yeah. pretty much just, uh, um, I think for me, like I, I've, uh, I, it has to come for me because it's my voice. Sure. I mean, it's ultimately me saying the stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I could do it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, so you got a lot of work to do.
1: I know, it's tough.
0: All right, Aziz, man,
1: good talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. It Thanks was a for pleasure. It. Yeah, it
0: was great. I'm glad we did it. I like you better now.
1: Oh, that that's the goal, man. <laughs> I got to start doing every podcast. Okay, talk to you later.
0: <laughs> that's it. That's Aziz Ansari, the comedy megastar. Thank you for listening. Uh, I really appreciate you listening. I'm happy to do this for you. Please go to WTFPod.com and get yourself a t-shirt. Get on the mailing list. Kick in a few shekels to keep me... Uh, alive and pumping as I move through life Uh, also go to justcoffee.coop which you can get at wtfpod.com and uh, if you have not gotten tickets for the Union Hall shows in Brooklyn December 9th and 10th for my CD taping I would do that Uh, go to to unionhallny.com and get some tickets for that December 9th and 10th live Mark Maron CD taping that's me talking about me in the third person that's fucking heinous okay